Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hi. Dave. It Eric. feels like it feels like we were just recording yesterday. Oh, <laughs> technically two days ago, but it's close. Hey, they don't need to know that. <laughs> well, it's too late. They know it now. Um yeah. so I uh, what am I you know what? I, I just I just feel like I, I need to bury something, Dave. I feel like <laughs> Uh, I think you all are. That's the thing. I think you need to not bury something. <laughs> That's right, Dave. In the grand history and uh, tradition of <laughs> adventures in collecting, I am not going to bury the lead today. Uh, we are joined by a guest. Um, a guest that, uh, if you listened to the last episode of the podcast, you heard a teeny, teeny, tiny little bit of uh, of of his uh, input about a certain uh, engine of vengeance. Uh, joining us today for the first time on the pod. We we are collecting yet another another uh, card for our Rolodex from from the Hasbro team. We are joined today by none other than Dan Yoon of the Marvel Legends team. Dan, welcome to Adventures in Collecting. Yo yo, what up, guys? Welcome to or thank you, I should say, for inviting <laughs> me. My bad, I didn't even know. Oh, it's I your show wel- now. All right, all right. I'm, well, go I'm ahead. Just welcoming you to my uh, safe house. I know you guys can't see it, but I, I'm like surrounded by like a bunch of toys. And I just stepped on one of them. But, uh, yo, I just want to say you guys are awesome. Um, you guys have had other Hasbro employees here, right? And uh, not only am I a fan of the podcast, just like as a fan, but um, all of my colleagues have only said great things about you guys. And it was awesome, Eric, meeting you in person for the first time in uh, New York Comic Con. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, man, that's so many kind things. I yeah. Know. It, was, it was a pleasure meeting you on your home turf in in the uh the greatest city in the world so yeah uh and, w- and we'll get into a little bit of what of what we uh what i got to see on the uh on the show floor but as this is a a podcast about collecting and, and toy collecting uh before we get started uh what are you currently collecting yeah so that's a good question i mean for me 
I know we're talking about toys, but like I collect a lot of sneakers, to be honest. I'm still a sneakerhead. Like that's one of the things that I've uh when I was a kid, I could never afford. So like lately I've been just like trying to hop on some like Jordan ones, fours, threes, and elevens and thirteens a little bit. And um I collect a lot of like soccer jerseys too, like some of the old retro stuff. So I just got like an old like Highbury, like Thierry Henry thing that I found on eBay. I don't know if those are like legit. I don't know if you guys know that, but like, I mean, I collect kind of jerseys and kits. And uh, right now, from a toy perspective, you know, of course, obviously Marvel Legends, right? Uh, <laughs> Marvel Legends. I support my other Hasbro brands too. Like, I collect a Lightning Collection for Power Rangers, uh, a couple of GI Joe stuff because I think you know some of the animal accessories are super dope. You know what I mean? Like Croc Master and all that. Um, let's see what else. I'm a big, uh, and don't tell this to Hasbro, I like Bandai stuff a lot. So, like, I collect the DBZ stuff, um, the Naruto stuff. I used to collect some Storm collectibles, but I kind of had to sell those. Um, I used to collect a couple of Mafex stuff, but now I'm, like, very um, picky. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely yeah. have, like, Mike, Mike Jordan still, but, uh yeah. Mostly for from a toys perspective, it's like Marvel Legends, uh, anything Hasbro related. Uh, yeah. So so wait, we we got to go back to the 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 jerseys and because you know you're you're amongst friends here when it comes to uh, to, to sports memorabilia as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I have gone down the the AliExpress DH Gate <laughs> rabbit hole for for jerseys. I mean, sometimes they're just the ones I want are so hard to find that I'm yeah. cool with getting the waiting six months for a twenty dollar <laughs> jersey to fall apart in the wash the second time I wash it. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big like. Uh, I mean, I got into soccer like young, but like I never had the beans of getting the kits, right? But some of, like, the old-school, like, even World Cup jerseys, like, I mm -hmm. love the France jerseys a lot, like, Argentina, like, Brazil. And so, like, once you fall in love with, like, the sport a little bit more and you follow some of the key players, like, you can't just help but, like, look at those jerseys and be like, yo, I want to collect some of these kits, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, like, the international football scene was, like, how I got into it. But then once you go into, like, club sports, right, like whether it be in the Premier League or I follow the Liga a little bit and it's just crazy, you know what I mean? I know you two are more like MLS fans and unfortunately, and I'm kind of guilty, but like I'm not the biggest MLS fan, so you guys will have to educate me on that. But yeah, I mean, I know like I was a Metro Stars fan, which is now the Red Bulls. So I think if I had to choose like an MLS team, I would like definitely support Red Bulls, you know what I mean? Well, listen, there's an easy solution to this. We're just yeah. going to have to take you to a Red Bulls game. Oh, yo, I'm game, man. Like, I, I really I really need to get into it. Like, I was supporting the Red Bulls when Thierry came in because I'm, like, a big Arsenal fan, you know what I mean? And, like, but I never got to go to see a game, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for that. Let's do it. Uh, he, yeah. he was so much fun to watch. Yeah. He was. He was. Yeah. yeah he, he, I mean. And the I, nicest uh, guy during the meet and greets, too. I, I was just about to say that. One of the, – that was, like, right when I – you you've been following a little a little bit longer, Dave, but like, that was like right when kind of the hooks dug in for me. And those meet team nights as like a season ticket holder were one of the one of the highlights. Like just like walking up to him and having you know a, a forty five 
second conversation with him and you know getting a picture and just so nice so gracious and i mean dude mm-hmm. was, is a legend so you know uh it was it was a good time to 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 get in but yeah we 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 can make that happen dan we we right, always have we always have it. extra tickets and stuff so we'll we can we can make that happen yeah gotta, absolutely we gotta do like a red bulls and revolution game maybe so that we can like maybe bring uh dwight oh. and and ryan you know all right yeah, those 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 have we get at least mm-hmm. one of those a season. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. at at, a, at the arena. We can we can do that. Oh <laughs> man, little make them go on a little field trip. This is mm-hmm. I like this idea. This is good. This is this is a developing I'm idea. Into it. Dan, Dan, let's do this. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey to Hasbro. Um, how did your career take you to your role with the Marvel Legends team? Prior to my life with Hasbro. You know, I was in the military and I had a real big decision point in my life where, you know, I could have continued with my military career or, you know, I had to make a tough decision about like, you know, getting out. And for me, it was something that I needed to pray about a lot because I really did love being in the army. I loved being an officer. I loved like that camaraderie, the just that brotherhood that I had there. And, and so it was a real tough decision for me. Um, but you know, I, I think I made the right choice and I applied to some business schools. I came back for a brief period to New York to do some internships. And then when I got accepted to, uh, to Boston university for the MBA program, um, I studied there. I didn't know anything about business school to be honest. And then, uh, but I knew one of the big things that they teach you in business school is that like the first year you need to get a, like a summer internship, like an MBA summer internship. Right. And, um, one of the places that, you know, I was just very fortunate to get an internship with was, uh, Hasbro. And so Hasbro used to have this MBA internship where they would get like full-time MBA students from like a wide variety of like MBA programs. Like, so you had people from like Dartmouth, Cornell, um, Northeastern and, you know, they would be put into these brands. And once like a three month period was over, if you, you know, showed your skills and your acumen, things of that nature, they selected you and they offered you a full-time, you know, offer so that after you complete your MBA, you can come back. And so my introduction to Hasbro was I was on Monopoly and U.S. Games which was so much fun. Like that, that culture with games brands um, at that time was super, super fun. Like I, I didn't know if I wanted to be on another brand besides gaming because like that it was competitive. Everybody was always positive. Everyone was like always having a blast. You know what I mean? And that, that office specifically in Providence, they always had a culture of like, like pranking people and stuff like that. And it was just so much fun. You know what I mean? As an intern. And then, um, so in my mind, when I got the offer, I was like, oh man, I'm definitely, you know, going to go back to games. Little did I know that, you know, I don't even have a choice on what brand I get put on. You know what I mean? Like they, they, so in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm ready for Hasbro. Like, okay. If they put me in a brand, maybe they'll put me on something cool. Like, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, Transformers. And the brand that they chose for us was like Baby Alive, right? (laughs) <laughs> and which is totally different, man. Like it's yeah. not something that I'm used to. Like I never, 
grew up with baby dolls and I, I was never surrounded by like, like the end consumer of baby alive. You know what I mean? So honestly, my first reaction to getting that full-time offer at Hasbro at baby alive, I was a little hesitant. Um, but no, it was like the best decision of my life because baby alive, not only helped me grow as a marketer, because it forced me to adapt and learn about a whole different consumer that I'm not familiar with. It helped me learn about the toy industry. It helped me learn about product development from, you know, the beginning all the way to the end, that whole life cycle. And yeah, Baby Alive is is actually super innovative in how they try to like come up with new uh, toyetic kind of activations for each doll. So there was like a doll that had like an IR code kind of thing on like the forehead. So that like when a scissor accessory moved on the forehead, like the hair, the bangs would look like it would be cut. So it was like all this like really cool, innovative stuff in like, like a $20 doll. You know what I mean? And it was such an awesome team to just learn from. Um, I need to, sorry. So I need to rewind before I got into baby alive though. Like I also, I was kind of a nerd and I was like, yo, listen, I don't really have that much toy experience. So I want to, I took actually a part-time gig with Nerf because I kind of told my Hasbro contacts at the time, like, Hey, I know I got accepted, but I, I still want to learn more. And so I actually spent six months at Nerf too. So for me, like even before getting on Marvel legends, I had experience from games, baby live and Nerf. And all those experiences were awesome. Um, but in my heart of hearts, like the brand that I really, really wanted other than gaming at the time was Marvel just because like, you know, I was just so into Marvel. Um, and so at the time in Hasbro, it's like, it's really about networking and like making sure the senior leadership team knows like if there's an available spot on a certain brand that they know your name, they know your face. And so for me, I had to network with a senior person who was in charge of all action brands at the time. And, you know, I just like annoyed him basically every week to be like, Hey, can I meet with you? Can I like tell you my story and how much I'm a nerd for Marvel. Right. And I really think that if there's any spot available, I would love it. Right. And so one day I go to, uh, Barcelona. It's my first time ever in Barcelona. My girlfriend surprised me with like this trip and she knows how much I love soccer. Right. And that day, FC Barcelona was playing, I think, Olympiacos or somebody in the Champions League. And I saw Messi score, like, two goals, give an assist, right? And I thought, like, this is, like, the best day of my life, right? I went to Barcelona, went to see the Sagrada Familia, saw a Champions League game. And, like, we were, like, front row. Like, I'm, like, seeing Messi. Like, I could see him breathing. Like, you know what I mean? And um, after immediately after that game like that night when we're walking back to our hotel i get like a voicemail from whatsapp right and i never really use whatsapp it's like this random number and it's like hey dan uh this is blank like i don't usually call people on their vacation but there's this opening on marvel legends and i really want you to be on my team and once i got that voicemail like i called him back and i was like yes please let me be on marvel legends and yeah that was the the beginning of my journey in Marvel Legends. It was like one of the best days of my life. I keep telling that to everybody. I've said, I've shared the story like to other people before, but yeah, I genuinely mean it that like, it was one of the best, best days of my life just because like, you know, I was with 
the love of my life. I was in this beautiful city of Barcelona. I got to see Messi, which was with one of my favorite teams. And uh, yeah, it was started my whole journey with uh, Marvel Legends. It was really by luck and by God's grace. So, yeah. Dude, that's, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. So That's an so, amazing story. First off, um, I know I've said this to you before, but thank you for your service. Uh, no, yes, no, thank no, you no. so much. No, no, no. Um, but second of all, there actually is something that I would love to ask you um, that okay. has something that has come up and I, you know, I, I just kind of thought about it now. But when you were in the service, did, were you also still kind of like actively collecting? Because the reason why I ask this is we, I know we have a few followers who are, um, you know, and, and listeners actually who, who are in active duty. And we get messages, you know, from time to time that say like, you know, thank you, especially when we post pictures of like um, the toy aisles and everything. So like the, you know, the, those who are deployed see those pictures and sometimes we get messages like, hey, thank you so much for posting this, you know, makes me feel at home. I miss, you know, going up and down the toy aisle and everything, which I think is really sweet. And, you know, part of the reason why, you know, we love doing this is connecting with people. So it's, it's amazing. But yeah. when you're, when you are deployed, like, did, did you have a way to like continue collecting like were you know were you still like getting marvel legends at that time like were you finding ways to like order them and have them like waiting for you at home like what like was what was that like no so like to be honest with you like i i couldn't collect at all and i was just like because when i when you're an officer at least for me in my mindset and i'm just like really bad at multitasking too like i was just so gung-ho and focused on like being the best officer i could be right and so i had to like drop a lot of the hobbies that um I used to have, you know, cause collecting in itself takes up so much time. And so I, I never, like once I became a commissioned officer, I just, I kind of became boring and like, I dropped all of my other like loves and habits. And I guess, and I guess I just like trained my body, did some jujitsu, some boxing and, and things of that nature that like those type of hobbies. And yeah, I kind of fell off of all things. Like, I mean, I, I watched and I read some comics, but yeah, when, once I became like a full-time officer, I was just like fully invested in how I can make myself the best officer possible, if that makes sense. So sorry to disappoint you there. <laughs> hey, your focus is admirable. I, I yeah, just, for sure. I, I, I was just curious because, you know, I mean, you're, you're half a world away from, you know, from home and, you know, I, I was just I was just curious. So, th- so know, but thank like, you for I, humoring me. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I will say, though, like definitely in some of the forward operating bases they were like um like uso kind of like outpost kind of things right and that's where like the skypes were there and like people could talk to their loved ones but like in this corner of every uso there was like a section of like board games you know what i mean like so there would be a monopoly there'd be like um things that like servicemen and women could just spend some time like blowing off steam and i will say like some of those games were like the best parts of like being in Afghanistan, at least, you know what I mean? So in that sense, like, like anytime people brought toys, like actually, cause like some of my soldiers actually did, I don't know if they were like hardcore collectors, but they would like look into that kind of stuff. So they, they would use their internet time to like look at stuff like that and, or just play board games. So, I mean, I know some people do that. It, it just wasn't me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, so speaking of, of the toys themselves and, you know, and going back to some of the things that we, we saw at New York Comic-Con, uh, let's, let's talk about this HasLab. 
So right. uh, what what led the team um, to decide on Ghost Rider as the subject for uh, for the latest project? Yeah, so I think so. There are a lot of uh, different stakeholders, not just you know myself, Dwight, and Ryan, when it comes to deciding anything. Um, obviously, Marvel's involved in it too. I think for us, we knew that we couldn't top a Haslab like Galactus in terms of just like scale and like like I guess like IP popularity. Like for me. And I think for Ryan too, like the Sentinel and Galactus were like for sure going to fund because just on their like brand alone of a Sentinel and a Galactus, uh, it would make sense. You know what I mean? And so I think we were challenged as a team. Um, and we also incorporated a new HasLab team um, that was not really involved in Galactus and Sentinel too. And so we were just trying to find new innovative ways to kind of like see what we can do, right? And I think vehicles is something that we've been wanting to do uh, for quite some time. If you look at G.I. Joe and Star Wars, they're like very much like vehicle-based brands. And so we kind of wanted to take our first, you know, foray into vehicles. And because Ghost Rider also from a marketing standpoint was having an anniversary, um, you know, we really wanted to, you know, incorporate Ghost Rider in there. Um, I personally already was familiar with Robbie Reyes as a character, and I thought he was a good idea. We already put out, you know, multiple motorcycles with Johnny Blaze. And yeah, we, we just thought that, you know, Robbie Reyes and this engine of vengeance would make sense in terms of timing. And yeah, we, we really also wanted to find a way to kind of put out this opportunity for these demon characters too like a Mephisto, like a Goblin Queen. And so we just thought um, that would be the best way to go. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it is it is an interesting problem to have, right? When, you know, a Sentinel and, you know, and Galactus, like you mentioned, the, the, the prior two uh, projects are, generally speaking, centerpiece pro- like, like products, yeah, yeah, right? Whether, yeah. whether you're an X-Men collector, whether you're, you know, whether you do, you know, kind of the 90s animated stuff, the Sentinel fits right in there. And then, you know, Galactus being, you know, such a, a, a Jack Kirby, you know, piece for, for so many collectors, they, they really are kind of crowd pleasers. I mean, there's, there's no other, other way to put it. It's, it's, it's you know, en uh, masse things that Marvel Legends collectors have been wanting for a very, very, very long time. Uh, so I... Yeah, I could see I could see how you guys are kind of putting a <laughs> a hard a hard spot to follow that up. Yeah, and like to be honest with you, and I know this might sound um, laughable to the normal like collector, but we were really considerate about not doing a project that would cost way way too much. So, for instance, like just bec- like. Um, a lot of people are taking like older objects as like the comparable item to like this engine of vengeance, right? And they're saying the price point or whatever is too high, which I can totally understand and see their point of view. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like during this development stage process, um, any Galactus, which we sold for, I think like close to $400, right? Like that mm-hmm. price for a Galactus at the time that we're developing now, based on the parameters that we have, it would have been over $500. So 
So let's say like we chose like a different like larger than life kind of character, like even a sentinel like that. Based on the parameters that we have now, um, it would definitely be over what everybody is thinking. And so one of the other reasons why we did choose this vehicle was because we didn't think it was going to hurt consumers as much on the wallet. Uh, but obviously, um, you know, the fans are, you know, making it known that that might not have been the right decision too. But um, yeah, I still think there's a lot of great value in the, the engine of vengeance and and hopefully people come out to support it. And yeah, nobody's forcing anybody. I know there's a lot of negativity towards it if I'm being transparent with you and honest with you guys, right? Um, but yeah, if especially people who saw it in person in New York Comic Con, I think they can kind of see the value of the price point and things of that nature. Yeah, the, the one thing I, I personally will say is that it looks and and, and this this sounds stupid. Like I understand this sentence sounds stupid but it looks like a car (laughs) but i mean like it looks like a car like it doesn't look like a toy car it looks like a tiny real car and in terms of just kind of even like the finish how the light plays off of it like it doesn't look like a plastic car toy it Mm -hmm. looks like somebody took a little like a hell charger and put it in front of the honey i shrunk the kids drinking right yeah, and, and all, now in a glass case. And yeah, and I was pre- thinking that too with all the tooling and everything, like just from having seen it in the launch video, like I was like, wow, this is, this is, there's a lot to this. Yeah, and like a lot, I just want to shout out like this new Has, HasLab team that did a lot of the work on the uh, vehicle itself. Uh, so Dwight did design uh, most of the car too, but um, there's a new HasLab team that, you know, like, I don't know if they feel comfortable with me saying their names, but like either way, like they incorporated a lot of their inputs into the car itself and uh, they deserve so much credit for all the details that are inside of it. And yeah. What can you tell us about the project that may not be something people already know about the development process? And I know you kind of gave a couple looks inside just kind of talking about the HasLab itself, but what's really something that, you know, even besides that, people wouldn't know just by kind of taking like kind of an overhead view of it. Uh, I think some misconceptions that people have is that like, like we've already tooled the vehicle, like and made like cut steel and tooled the vehicle, right? And that's not really the case at all. So we only start tooling of the items once the crowdfund like funds or meets its goal so what you saw there at new york comic-con is actually just like two la- like homegrown like prototypes eric so like we haven't really cut steel for the tooling i think there was some like when i was like reading some of the boards like they were saying oh they've already tooled it and whatever but that's not the case like, so i guess that's one misconception there uh what else should i say that some people might not know I just think like people have this misconception that uh, these decisions get made by just like a handful of people. It's actually a lot of people. So like when it comes to making decisions of like pivoting for for like tiers or things of that nature, or even just like a social post about HasLab, it takes like a whole village to get approval for. So I think uh, sometimes when people are like, why don't they just like do X, Y, and Z like right now? Like 
nothing is very like that quick, unfortunately, when it comes to like making decision. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers the question though. <laughs> no, to- totally. And, Absolutely. And, you know, while, while we're, while we're clearing stuff up, something else that I saw pop up in the comments from just, you know, our, our coverage of New York comic con, just because I saw it organically happen. Um, Danhausen was not a, was not a paid spot. <laughs> and oh, people yeah. in the comments were trying to say that like you guys hired Danhausen to come no. and promote the project. No. <laughs> no, Danhausen is a big Marvel legends. Collector. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he just like, he was just being Danhausen and wanted to come and, and look at the, you know, look at the engine of vengeance. I, yes. I, I watched it happen. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Danhausen, like for real, because like, yeah, like you said, um, I think I did see some of those comments too, that like we paid like anybody to like promote it and stuff like that. But honestly, we're just so fortunate and lucky to have people like, like an eclectic group of collectors, right? So you have people like from Taboo and Farrah Monge all the way to Dan Housen or to Brian Hoyer, like all walks of life. Like we have so many different type of collectors out there for Marvel Legends and Dan Housen was just a real avid collector who genuinely loves um, to collect Marvel Legends. And he, once he saw the project, he was like, listen, I really want to just like be a part of it and just see it. So can I just come through to see it and post stuff about it? And we were like, yes, of course. And and honestly, like since I, I'm not like the biggest wrestling guy, like on the team, like that's like Dwight and like Ben and, and Ryan, right? So like I always felt bad for Dwight because, you know, I've been bringing a lot of people like Pharaoh Monch or Tampoo like with a hip hop background. And so I was like, I got to try to give somebody that's like a wrestling background to kind of like make sure Dwight feels happy too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, I think uh, Dwight was really nerding out uh, to meet Dan House and he was super pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could tell. I, I could tell <laughs> yeah. he was, he was enjoying You could see himself. from the video. Yeah. 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 So, so one last thing about the you know the, the Haslab before we move on to some other things, but um, you know, should this project not get funded, and let's all you know, I think we're all in agreement that we we, we want it to certainly get funded. Yes, absolutely. Um, what is the likelihood that we see Robbie, uh, the Goblin Queen, or Mephisto in these looks, or frankly any other incarnation, uh, come to the Legends line in the future? Yeah. So with these type of questions, I always feel like I need to clarify that my answer is based on this point in time, right? So at this point in time, um, base, basically from me, Dwight and Ryan, our perspective is like, if it doesn't get funded, we don't believe that there'll be another chance for Mephisto and Madeline, at least to be made again, especially not in the forms that we uh, showed. Um, let's say for instance, though, like, and, and please don't quote me on this in the sense that, like, I, I know nothing about the MCU, right? But let's say, like, 10 years from now, like, Mephisto is, like, the main villain or something, right? Like, we might, based on that, be told to, like, make a Mephisto figure based on the MCU. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be, like, different than what you're seeing in, you know, the HasLab project right now. And we, we try to set like a very clear precedent that whatever is a tier or unlock in six inch form for a HasLab, you know, it won't be made again. And that's because we want to keep those things like precious. But in specific, in specific to uh, the Goblin Queen and Mephisto, 
yeah, we're not able to activate on those characters in any other form outside of HasLab. And that's something that I feel like people are missing. Like I keep seeing comments that like just put out Mephisto in, in a deluxe format, but like there's a specific reason why we chose to do this Ghost Rider and these demonic characters. Um, and that's because we thought it's better to give you guys an opportunity to at least try to get these guys and, uh, and the Goblin Queen instead of not having that ability at all. So you will not see Madeline in like that look, um, I would say, unless it's within this HasLab. Hopefully that wasn't confusing, but yeah. No, I, I think you, you said a lot there. So I think mm-hmm. for, for those of you listening that may require additional clarification, listen to that again and read between the lines. That's I think I think that's really what it, what it boils down to there because it, everything means exactly what you think it means exactly. So yeah, like and again, like I say this with a clarifier of like this is just what I know right now, and I don't really. I'm like Jon Snow; I know nothing. You know what I mean? So like, let's say if something changes, like down the line, um, it could change. But based on what I believe, what Ryan believes, and what Dwight believes, like this is the only opportunity for for you to get those kind of characters in this, in those type of looks, if that makes sense. So keeping in Ghost Rider, because Ghost Rider is my favorite Marvel <laughs> character. Yep. Um, you do have so a tattoo, what, Dave. You have, I do, I do. Hey, nice, man. You got to show me that in person one day. Yeah, for sure. At the game. Um, Yo, so uh, whether it's more retro cards or other spirits of vengeance. Um, are there further plans for Ghost Rider in the future of Marvel Legends beyond the HasLab? Yeah, so definitely, I think, you know, one of the characters that we definitely want to put out there is Danny. I think Danny, one of the reasons why we didn't want to put Danny and his bike as like a tier, like I know that was like one of the theories earlier on, um, is because we feel like there will be a lot of mainline appetite for Danny Ketch. And so I think maybe not in the near future, but um, definitely in the future, we will see uh, Danny at some point and some of the other Spirits of Vengeance, potentially. Um, but I'll, I'll be all, also honest with you, like, based on how this HasLab goes too, uh, that might also get impacted as well. You know what I mean? So like... Hopefully people can read between the lines there as well for that answer. But yeah, like I think we do have plans for it, but I don't know how near future those characters will come out. If that makes sense. Well, let's hope you let's hope you get the opportunity to put some more uh, some more characters on that that beautifully beautifully designed uh, Toy Biz inspired retro Ghost Rider I'm, card back, man. Yeah, I, I'm a big, I'm a big, big retro card, like six inch uh, collector. So when we had the opportunity to make the Ghost Rider card, I think me and Dwight were like nerding out. Like we love that card. And uh, yeah, we definitely want to hopefully have the opportunity to put some more characters on that card. Yeah, I, th- that's one of those things where I'm thinking like, okay, do I need two? Um, <laughs> yeah man one in one out come on yeah um because i still have a couple of my old toy biz um my like originally on from that card my uh danny and um human johnny blaze but like yeah it's johnny blaze with the mullet and the trench coat Yo. like that i i 
love that. I have such a great memory of those figures. I, I seeing that card was like, yes, this, this is awesome. Yeah. And like, honestly, like I've been going back on eBay to like get some of the original, like toy biz five inch stuff for like Spider-Man X-Men and stuff like that. And like putting those next to like the six inch ones that we've been putting out recently, like it really makes the shelf look, look awesome. Like at least for me, you know what I mean? So not that I'm saying you should do that, but I'm just saying it just looks nice. You know what I mean? Shouts to to Harry Moore design on those yo, cards. Straight up, Harry, yo, crushing it. He's awesome. He's and awesome. And if 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 there's one thing I don't need, it's uh, definitely you know prodding to to go back and do that with those <laughs> Ghost Rider figures. So <laughs> I, <offer laughs> yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely don't need to uh, to be told that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement, searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at 106 Main Street in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pop into a new career with CGC, the world leader in pop culture collectibles grading. CGC is seeking world-class Funko Pop experts to lead a new division dedicated to authenticating and grading collectible toys. This is an incredible opportunity to help build a new grading service in a hot collectibles category. Think you can play the part? Apply today at cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. That's cgcgrading.com forward slash careers. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The world we live in is full of challenges, and that can make it difficult to focus on what really matters. We've all been raised to appreciate the importance of taking care of our bodies, but what about our minds? Talking to a therapist can help identify stressors, learn to healthily manage them, and lead to a more confident and productive mind. BetterHelp is an affordable, accessible, and flexible online solution to your mental health care needs. After taking a brief survey, BetterHelp will match you with a therapist, and you could switch at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash AIC today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash A-I-C. And now back to the show. During PulseCon, the team announced that Spider-Man the Animated Series is getting the VHS treatment in 2023. Um, What was the thought behind the pivot and what does it mean for the Spider-Man retro card line? So... I love the Spider-Man animated series. I kind of go back and forth every day. It's like a toss-up between if I like that series more or the X-Men animated series. 
Um, but I, I love both of them dearly to my heart. Um, I think strategically, one of the reasons why we put a pause on the VHS line was because the VHS line currently to this point in time is a Hasbro Pulse and Shop Disney exclusive. Um, and strategically, we know that we have, you know, an X-Men 97 show coming up in Disney Plus, right? And I think we just wanted to take a pause to see what it's going to be like. And hopefully, I, I think that show is going to be awesome on Disney Plus, right? And yeah, we kind of wanted to just take a little pause and go to the Spider-Man animated series because we saw a lot of success with that. And so, yeah, we wanted to bring another subline for Hasbro Pulse to Chop Disney and just change it up a little bit with Spider-Man the Animated Series. It's one of those, like, every day when we have these, like, rap battles or breakdance battles with characters, it's like, Dwight already knows, like, I have, like, three characters from the TV show that I really wanted. And I will say, I think at least two of them are on are going to be in the 2023 line. So stay tuned. And I don't know, what do you guys like this, the the cartoon or is it not for you or that's, that's literally my favorite uh, animated. It's for me, my, my two favorite animated series from when I was a kid are uh, the Spider-Man one and, and Batman, the animated series. Those are my, those are my two favorite. Those are, those are the ones I, I, you know, I cut my teeth on. They, they're, they're actually what got me into reading comics. We're watching those shows. I just, I love the animated style. I, I loved, you know, the, the Toy Biz and, and Kenner figures that, you know, paired with them. And honestly, it's what gets me to break out of the, you know, the, the bulk of my Marvel Legends collection being MCU. The Spider-Man, the animated series stuff gets me every single time. Nice. So I gotta get you with the VHS two pack, man. Oh, so that that'd be great. As soon as yeah. I saw that that Venom and Carnage on there, I mean, I, I already have the you know I had the the PulseCon Venom from was it two years ago. But as soon as I saw that VHS art with the the two of them on there, I, and especially it looking like a double VHS, I I, I literally was just kind of like, God damn it, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me it was X Men, but like Spider Man was was right up there too. Um, yeah, X Men. I was I'm I'm a little bit older, so X Men was first. But yeah, that was those those '90s Marvel shows were awesome. I even Yo. loved the Hulk one. You didn't, or you did love? I the did. Hulk one. I loved the Hulk oh. one. Yeah, it was all right to me. Like I think I forgot about when your first question was like, what, what do you collect? Like I do collect anything that is like Batman, the animated series, like inspired, you know what I mean? So like, like anything that DC has on that, like I, cause I love that show too. Like I just think in the nineties we had such great like cartoons. It's so hard to like list them all or like rank them. That's why like it flip flops for me all the time, but like Spider-Man, the animated series, X-Men, the animated series, Batman, the animated series. Um, I think that Superman one is like, really underrated too big time um, mm-hmm. fox kids just had it it was where it was at <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that fox just, kids programming yeah they just killed it um yo and my bad so to answer the second part of the question um yeah i i i will i can confirm that the retro card spider-man line is not dead okay because i so, think that was that was one of the assumptions that people saw that you guys announced that the vhs was shifting that way so I think a lot of people were concerned that that meant at least a, a temporary pause on the uh, on the the retro cards. 
Yeah, so I think that's a good way of saying it. There might be a slighter delay, but I, I will ease any concerns that if they had about like the retro card line dying for Spider-Man. I, I do believe I could confirm that. Well, there you go. Um, and, and as I just mentioned, you know, uh, going from animated series to MCU for a minute, um, the, the primary you know, focus of my, my Marvel Legends collection, I'm, I'm actually almost complete only missing a few MCU legends, believe it or not. Um, uh, but we're, we're seeing, you know, newer characters like Jimmy Woo, which is awesome. You know, I love, I love the fact that we're getting some of these ancillary characters. Um, but, you know, going back, we haven't seen characters like, like a whiplash or even like the Chitari warriors yet. Um, is it harder for you guys to go back and get the rights to do older figures like, or older characters like that now? Or is it something that's available and you're kind of just waiting for the right time to slot it in, like when you had those um, those special executions for like the 20th anniversary of, of the, you know, and the 10th anniversary kind of lines? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the character, it depends on the actor, and it depends on all of the, uh, the business uh, stakeholders that we have to work with. I don't know if harder is the right adjective. I think... Um, it's just like a case by case basis. Um, and that's when we have to really work very, very closely with like our older brother, Jesse Falcon and in helping us, uh, in terms of activating stuff. I do think that, you know, we saw success with the infinity saga program. Hopefully you guys liked it. Oh yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I think, we saw great success with that and hopefully we can activate something like that without having to wait like 20 years for an anniversary. So (laughs) like, yeah, like I think there will be more opportunities. Um, and hopefully you guys won't have to wait that long. Um, but yeah, it's really just a case by case basis there. Each actor sometimes has different rights and, um, it's harder, not because of the specific character, necessarily but it's harder because we just have to find the right delicate balance of how many items we want dedicated to like the new upcoming entertainment versus like what we want for like let's say an animated series line or a comic line or things of that nature you know what i mean because we don't have an infinite amount of items so we always just need to find every year like that delicate balance of what we can do and and to be to be transparent like the complexity of the character also impacts the choices too. You know what I mean? From a tooling perspective. And so that, that also is greatly impacting how characters get selected. Hey, listen, the way that I look at it from that perspective is you guys managed to get the iron monger out there and that thing has like <laughs> hydraulics. So <laughs> the, the way, yeah. the way that I look at it is um, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, uh, that's one of Dwight's favorite ones that we did from that, from that year. So, uh, he, he put in all that love in there and you, you could definitely see it. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of questioning how that was going to work, but like he, <laughs> he like killed it. Him and our engineer, they, they just, they just killed it. I love that figure. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So, to now we're going to kind of well, a lot of people will be happy about this but we're not um so we are all mutual Mets commiserators right now oh, um yeah. but now that Hasbro is dipping its toes into starting lineup what are the chances that we get a future uh New York Comic Con exclusive Spider-Man 
in a uh, DeGrom jersey or, you know, <laughs> you have Lindor, whomever. Yo, man, like, let's take, let's take two seconds just to be like, whew, this season, man, the way that we ended, I, I'm still recovering. And I know we talked about it before, you know, recording this, but like, man, I'm still... How do you like, win 101 games and not make playoffs? I'm I just Well, I it's just, the playoffs. No, that's the playoffs. The well, playoffs yeah, were made. Yeah, I know. It's oh man. You, that's uh, the, that's one thing I I will this now with this new format like the one and done wild card game since it's a series. It it is the playoffs. Sure. Oh, um but I'll be fine sometime around like April 3rd, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Yo, for real. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get out of my system but um yeah like also like i i pray that the grom stays man if we lose the crom i'm gonna be so sad but either way um yeah starting lineup is is dope and i would love to get spidey in in a mets jersey that would be like a dream come true i i think to be honest like the possibility of that is very very low right um <laughs> but yeah that that would be like a dream figure i think I, I think the question would be like, which jersey would he rock? Like, you know what I mean? Like that in itself, I think would take me like weeks to just, just try to like pitch. You know what I mean? And, well, uh, it depends on what era of Spidey you're making too. I mean, like that's true. That is true. Yeah, because MCU Spidey has uh, the Mike Piazza pennant in his room. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, 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 that's a good one. Oh man. So what do you think? Do you think Tom Holland is like, or, or Tom Holland's Peter Parker is like low key like a Turk Wendell guy? That'd be amazing. <laughs> With his, uh, what, what, what chain did he wear? Like, what kind of chain was that again that he used to wear? Oh, it was that. teeth of some sort. I forget. Yeah, it was like shark teeth or something. Yeah, like I think that. it was. Oh, I man. think it was shark teeth. Yeah, he's he's low key a Turk Wendell guy. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the black jerseys? Be honest. I hate them. Really? Yeah, not them? a fan. Not a fan. So I loved them when I was. I love them in the era, like the original kind of debut era of them, because we were good then. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once the once City Field opened, I was like, all right, let's. This to me is like now. A bygone era in a way. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I- let's let's kind of take it back to, to classic and then kind of build something new. So I, I, I actually love the blue jerseys. That's I was gonna really? say those are my favorite. My favorite of the blue with the orange piping. Really? All right. Yeah. So I'm about to disagree with you guys. I really like the black jerseys. Only maybe because it's for nostalgic reasons where like yeah. I have like good memories, at least a little bit, right? Um, it's the same reason the eighty six are my favorite of all time, the mm-hmm. those jerseys. Yeah, That's- I mean when I close my eyes and think of Mike Piazza or Robin Ventura, you know, like I picture them in the black jerseys. Like yeah. like without a without question like but, I, I, i'm one of those like on. every era needs its own thing gotcha gotcha okay i, I, I like that they're back that. i like them as a throwback idea but you know I, I, think, I wouldn't wear them in the playoffs again after the last two games they wore them i think That's, the other thing that bothers me about the jerseys is that like the idea that the jerseys they wore when i was a kid are now old enough to be throwbacks i think <laughs> makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> i feel you <laughs> no, I feel you. All right. Well, like I'm my sorry. Lindor, my Lindor t-shirt is is the black t-shirt. So that's... Dan, you have opened up a can of worms here, my friend. 
No, I apologize <laughs> in advance for the podcast listeners because we're, we're just going to be talking about sports for like another hour. But uh, yeah, no, like to answer the question, yeah, I would love Spider-Man rocking a Mets jersey. Um, it, it probably won't ever happen. But yeah, I will, I will put that in my rap battles with Dwight and the rest of the team. Hey, as, as soon as that, I mean, we're, right now we officially have, you know, the starting lineup is officially announced NBA and tease the NFL is coming soon. So once that Major League Baseball Players Association contract goes through, that's that's when you start, you know, that's when you when you throw the cardboard down in front of Dwight and, and you know, and you start uh, you start breakdancing in front of them for it. I, I, I'll be honest with you, though. Like, if starting lineup does open up another, like, and I honestly don't know, like, if they open up another, like, sport, like, I want I want the Premier League, man. I want the Liga. Like, I would love, like, Messi figure, like, obviously in his Barcelona jersey, but, like, I would love, like, like a Thierry Henry in, like, his Arsenal kit. Like, you know, that would be dope. What about you? It would be great timing wise for the. I mean, I, I don't think they'd be able to get something together. Quick. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, but you know, with the with the World Cup coming up, I mean, that would be yeah. National timing team would jerseys be, would be awesome. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. You know, pick a couple of countries because what the first wave of those basketball ones? What is there? Seven, eight figures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pick pick different countries and you know, pick a star from each country. Are you got? Are you guys collecting starting lineup? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But like, are you guys NBA fans? Like, are you, how are you guys feeling about starting lineup? So personally, I I am not a fan of players. I'm a fan of teams. I, I gotcha. and the NBA is the is actually the only major sport that I don't follow. Um, you know, gotcha. you can you can come at me when they when there's a Kenyon Martin and a Jason Kidd and a Kerry oh. Kittles. You know, when <laughs> when we get deep enough to go back to that that team, you you, you have my buy in. But um, get some Keith Van Horn in for you. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Um, I, I, um, the Knicks are bad, man. Like they're. Oh they, man. <laughs> Yo, man. I don't. Know Every time I, I get hope, and I'm like, oh, I could, I could start like really following this again. Then they're just not good. <sighs> I'm about to open up a beer right now, man. This is depressing <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It, you you guys, I mean, I'm However, the, I'm Derek the odd Harper one is one of my Derek Harper is one of my favorite basketball players. Like, of course, Jordan. Everybody likes Jordan. No but. man, screw Jordan. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, I know he's the greatest of all time, but uh, and I love his shoes. But as a Nick fan, I just hated him so much. That's all. But yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I I respected being that we could never get past the best player of all time. Like, <laughs> true, true that, true that. My bad. I, I I'd am, mess. I'd I, mess with a Ewing figure if they. That, that I mean, absolutely. That'd be so good. That'd be so. I want like a Sprewell figure where he's choking out the coach. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Latrell Sprewell. That's a that's a name I have not thought of. That's a name I have not heard. Right, we're we're time. really diverging, so I apologize, podcast no, audience. This is still all toy stuff, but uh, but no. So so to answer your question, um. I'm I'm not getting uh, starting lineup figures yet. I'm very excited for the football announcement because mm-hmm. I I happen to be I I feel like I am very well positioned for somebody who who has a I who I think is a very good likelihood of of winding up in that first wave because I am a Baltimore Ravens fan. Um, oh, 
So really? yeah, that's that's the that's the weird non-local team that I that I, I root for. But um, which I'll I, I'll I'll tell you that story offline. We're not well, we won't go we won't go it's into that on the story. pod. It's a long story. But um, I, I think I'm well positioned as a Ravens fan because I think if if they are going to make you know a, another wave of of eight or so figures, I, I would I would venture to guess based on you know jersey sales alone that Lamar Jackson has a, has a good shot of being in that first group, and that I, I will a, absolutely get. I am a Bears fan, so I will not. Oh. Yep. Yep. <sighs> You're. You're 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 left out there, Dave. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. So I'm so confused. Wait. How are you? Get, all right. We got to talk offline about this. But okay. Well, Dave's yeah. is an easy answer. Yours Mine is, is a, easy. I I was great. I was four years old when they were in the Super Bowl. Got it. Got Super it, Bowl shuffle, baby. Yeah. All that was, that was very influential. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Yep. You f- you fell victim to very very early influencer marketing. Yes. <laughs> Yo, man, if we if they do Ravens, man, I would love a Ray Lewis figure that could do the dance. That'd be dope. You I I, mean? I have my McFarlane Ray Lewis in his in his all blacks doing the doing the the dance nice. right, literally directly to my left at, at this very moment. So that's that's dope. That's dope. All right, cool, cool, cool. So so speaking of other fandoms, this is another this is another blue sky question for you, just because uh, I th- I think this could be fun. Um, we know you're a big hip hop guy. Uh, if if you could team up any one artist with any one Marvel hero for a Marvel Legends two pack uh, of your dreams, who who would it be? Who would you put together? This is so hard because I don't know if I want to do it based on like my affinity for the like the hip hop artist or like just from a toyetic perspective. I think like from a toyetic perspective, I would love like a Snoop Dogg figure with like. Deadpool maybe because they both they both have so many like like versions of themselves so like it would be like a deluxe deluxe mega two-pack because like there'd be so many different like outfits that they could do they could it could be like a whole wave of just like Snoop and Deadpool like you know what I'm saying yeah like and they like and I don't I don't want to say anything that would get me fired, but like yeah, like the amount of cool accessories. That, that's what I was just gonna say. The accessories would be really interesting in that yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It would it would be fun. But uh, uh and another team up I think that I would love is like like DMX with like like World War Hulk. Like cause you know how like Hulk just like gets like more and more powerful as like like with anger. You know what I mean? And yeah. like DMX was not even like like I'll be honest, like rest in peace DMX, but like he wasn't like the best rapper, right? Like he wasn't the best lyricist or anything like that, but like he was like pure energy. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? He was like pure emotion. You know what I mean? And like that that would be a cool two pack. And I and I've been selfishly wanting to get like a World War Hulk figure in the line somehow. So <laughs> and the way imagine that the way that the world gets a World War Hulk figure is you also need a DMX figure to go with it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So with that, we're going to head into our Q and a section here. So, uh, as is always the case, when we have a guest, we post on Instagram that, uh, that said guest is coming on the show. Um, and we give our listeners and followers a chance to ask some questions. So, uh, if you want to ask questions for an upcoming episode of, uh, adventures and collecting, make sure you're following us at AIC underscore podcast 
uh, on Instagram and keep an eye out for those uh, those posts because they're pretty regular these days. Um, Dave, do you want to do the first one? Sure. Um, so friend of the pod, Khalil, at Caster's Corner, asks, with Marvel Legends being out for so long now, do you think there will be any long-term negative impact or potential collector fatigue from going back to re-release figures with improved features or deco? Shout out to Khalil. Uh, I haven't talked with him in a while, but yeah, shout out to him. Hopefully he's doing well, healthy and everything. Uh, thank you for the question. I mean, I don't know what long-term, like long-term negative impact. I, I, I think that's harsh or hard to really determine. Um, I would say anytime we try to re-release like a character, we try very hard to spread out the amount of time it is. You know what I mean? Like the today when we're recording this, we kind of revealed like sort of a re-release of like an old uh, Moon Knight figure, right? And I think it's one of the real rare ones where we didn't do too much new to it, right? Um, but it was very like high in the secondary market and. Um, and it just like that popularity of the character made sense for us to re-release that figure. And it's been like a while. Like I think it's, I think it came out in 2017, right? So um, we're constantly battling, not battling, but we're constantly trying to find that delicate balance of how to like appease to new collectors or the long-term hardcore collectors out there. Hopefully it's not like a negative impact because like if you already have it and you feel like you don't need to buy it, like, you can just move on from it. I, I'm sure within the line, if that specific item um, is not for you, we will definitely put out another Marvel Legend that is dedicated and targeted uh, toward those longtime collectors. But uh, I would say every time that we try to re-release figures, we also try to improve either the deco or add in some accessories. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question, but yeah. So this next one comes from um, actually a bunch of different people. So uh, this this was by far the most popular question. Um, is there any chance that retro-carded releases in the future can ship in Psyoc boxes, especially when it comes to ones that are sold at Walmart? Thank you for the question, mass amount of folks. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely understand the issues that sometimes... Uh, collectors get especially when you pre-order online from certain um, places and as a collector myself i normally always try to pre-order all of our legends figures just because i'm kind of crazy and i i kind of want to experience it firsthand so, and and i have personally experienced firsthand how sometimes retro carded figures um the card back gets like stomped on or folded and, and, it, and it pisses me off too you know what i mean um I will say, though, that any time that a Psyoc box is created, there is an additional cost to it. And it's like a very much a business discussion that needs to take place with multiple stakeholders, whether it be the retailer, whether it be our side, whether it be all these other uh, behind-the-scenes type of players. But I will say any time that there is a Psyoc box, there's an additional cost to that. And whether or not that gets passed to the end consumer is up for debate sometimes too. So if you're willing to pay extra for a Psyoc box, then just know that that, you know, that that would have to be the reality. 
and I'm just realizing as I put this question out there, in 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 case those of you that don't know what a Psyoc box is, it's that sure. yeah, it's that brown shipper box that uh that sometimes it, and it's not something that's unique to you know specifically unique to Hasbro. I mean other other companies like uh if you're a wrestling figure collector, um if you recently got the uh the the new gen ultimate ring or you've ordered a an, an ultimate edition figure from uh from Amazon that kind of brown shipper box um, just adds an extra layer of cardboard to your, your delivery. But uh, good to know that about the cost there, Dave, go, go ahead with the next one. Um, at Stuart green, 2018 on Twitter asks, does the team have plan B waves planned? If MCU content is pushed back, delayed or canceled. Oh man, Stuart Green, you don't understand how relevant this question is just today. Cause oh man. Uh so we do not have plan B waves. Uh most of the times if content gets pushed or switched up, um we just kind of need to roll with the punches. And if it's not too late, um we make changes. Uh whether it be character selection or potentially moving a whole wave to a different, you know, on-shelf date. That happened a lot with Eternals and Black Widow and Shang-Chi uh, at, like, during the pandemic, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, like, we, we don't really go into development cycle um, thinking of a plan B wave, to be honest. We usually just try to shift around some of the other waves that happen. And, you but know, yeah, like... I, changes in content happen all the time. <laughs> I, I was going to say this, this is actually a good opportunity. I, I don't think a lot of people understand the kind of like life cycle. So like it, just real quick, like what's the general amount of time it takes from like inception of a wave to production? Like what, like what's that timeline like roughly? I guess like from it ranges between depending on the complexity it can range from 12 months to 18 months, I, I would say. And there's a long, long process of going back and forth with like when we get concept art for um, a lot of these new entertainment um, pieces. And there's just, it takes a long, long time to actually make these mass amount of quantities of these action figures. And so I, I, to your point, I don't think people realize how long it does take. So it can range between 12 to 18 months, I would say. So that would make it very, very difficult to have something plan B ready because, you know, if a date shifts six months out, you're already halfway through the, the process. Yeah, it's it's very challenging sometimes. And so it just gives us an opportunity to really be really adaptive as a team. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's frustrating sometimes. and uh, But it is part of the nature of this beast, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but it's a great question, though. All right, so this next one comes from Friends of the Pod, Justin and Dave from Bandai. Um, and this is less of a question and more of a challenge, but uh, they would like to challenge, formally challenge the Marvel Legends team to a friendly nerf battle, maybe at Ooh. next San Diego Comic-Con. When the sun goes down, the nerf guns go up. What do you say? Wow. Are you up for the challenge? Man, so shout out to... Uh justin and dave like to, to be totally honest with you guys i just met them at uh san diego comic-con this year and it's been a blast like we, we were talking about this as a joke like it would have been 
dope if we started like almost like a like Bandai versus has like Marvel Legend type of beef kind of thing to like cause like PR disruption. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and, I, and I joked, I was like, yo, I, I'm going to shoot you strays with my Nerf Blaster. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Um, but those guys are awesome. I don't know if they, I don't know if it's, I haven't really trained myself in marksmanship when it comes to a Nerf Blaster but I have a lot of good friends at Nerf team right now, and they've been showing me some new innovation in their Nerf blasters. So I'll give them, I'll make sure to Justin and Dave, you know, they get like some, some of these off brand Nerf blasters and <laughs> I'll, I'll get like the high tech newest Nerf uh, produced blasters. There are, I think, I feel like Ryan, myself and D- Dwight can like, I think we could take them on. We'll see. Yeah, and they and they can enlist either uh, either AJ or or they have another Dave Dave Clark over there for their for their number three if, if necessary. But um, right. but you have a direct line to Murph Murph the Nerf guy, so mm, <laughs> I don't know, man. Murph, Murph's got some secrets, and and you've got access to them, so I don't yeah, know I'll if they're biting off more I than you. The, I don't have the best relationship with Murph because he likes to do these sneak attack ambushes, and the first time I ever like encountered Murph, he like shot me like, <laughs> in my behind, like. <laughs> randomly <laughs> and like anybody anytime anybody surprises me down there i'm just like all right we're, we're about to get physical you know what i mean and then but then like the tiktok guy was there like recording the whole thing so i had to like bite my tongue and like just hold back and be like smile like doing a fake smile to be like oh that was fun you know you know what i mean it could have been worse it could have been gritty it's true. it's true. He reminds me of Gritty, though, so much. But He does yeah. have a Gritty vibe. He, he does have a Gritty vibe. Well, with that, Dan, you have, you have survived the, uh, the Q and, Q&A round. Uh, so congratulations. Oh, thank um, you for all the questions. And, uh, and that takes us now to our final question. Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask Dan the final question? Yes, the final question that we ask to all of our guests. What is your favorite and or strangest piece in your collection? It can be one of each or it can be both. Oof, this is such a hard question. I know I should have prepared for this because I know this is the last question for every guest, but uh So I'm going to say I this is slightly embarrassing, but one of the oldest pieces that I have in my collection is a beanie baby named Blizzard. It's a white tiger with blue eyes. And I love it because one of my oldest uh, like church members from my dad's old church, she gave it to me. And she gave it to me because you know how beanie babies in the tag, it has like um, like birthdays. Yeah. And like the birthday was matching my birthday. And she said, you're going to be like, a tiger when you grow up, like always brave and courageous. And like, that's always stuck by me. She, she meant a lot to me. And for me, when I was growing up, we didn't, we didn't grow up super wealthy. So I didn't, I didn't have a collection of toys, to be honest with you. I had a hodgepodge of just like one-off like toys. So I had a one Spider-Man, one like Robin figure, one, uh, you guys know dragonflies. It's like, yeah, it was the boy version of the uh, was the the thing where you pull and it spins and flies in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had one of those guys, 
and I had Blizzard, the Beanie Baby, and like Blizzard would be like, like the tiger that in my like, in my mind, like she, she he or she would uh, you know, be the animal that like guides everybody in our quests, right? And that that collection of action figures, unfortunately, I like somebody stole my Spider Man, I lost my Robin, and I think my mom threw away the Dragonfly's character, and so the only thing that's remaining from that original collection is you know blizzard and so if i ever like lost that that would break my heart you know what i mean so for me right now i would say that's the strangest and my favorite in my collection because it's like the most not action figure-ish kind of thing there so yeah i think that's blizzard is the one i, I still know exactly where it is and everything and i want to really pass it on to if i ever have kids like i, I want to pass it down you know what i mean Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Nothing nothing to be embarrassed about there. Not dude. at all. Um, well, listen, Dan, it has been this has been awesome, awesome conversation. But before we let you go, um tell us uh where can people find you on the, on social media? Uh where can they find Hasbro? And I think you have an announcement to make in terms of a little trip that you're taking over to uh to England. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, where are you going with this? But uh, yeah, for me, uh, you can find me mostly for toy stuff on Twitter. I am uh, at Dan Yoon is trying. Uh, I have an IG too, but that's mostly not toy related stuff. And it's a private person, more of more personal, I would say. So don't try to find me there. Um, yeah. And the announcement that you're alluding to is, yeah, I will be in London for MCM London at the end of the month and I'll be joined by my fellow Hasbro brothers and sister. Uh, I got BMAC from Transformers. I think Patrick is going for Star Wars and the one and only Emily will be coming for GI Joe. I uh, love to meet and talk with some of the UK fans over there. So if you're nearby that last week of October, please come through. You know what I mean? Awesome. And, uh, and of course, uh, where can folks back that, uh, that beautiful engine of vengeance? Yeah, the Engine of Vengeance is still going on strong until Halloween. Halloween is the last day to back it. You can find it at HasbroPulse.com. We also have an app, uh, the Hasbro Pulse app, you know, wherever you find or download apps, I guess. Um, So, yeah, if you want an Engine of Vengeance, if you like the Goblin Queen, if you like Mephisto, if you like Robbie Reyes, you know, come through, support it. Uh, I know... It's still contentious, but it, it's honestly an awesome HasLab, and hopefully you guys will back it. Uh, last plug that I want to just put out there is, you know, it's that time of season where a lot of charities are going to be looking for donations. So whatever local charity you have, if you don't decide to back the HasLab, or even if you do back the HasLab, uh, yeah, I really encourage everybody to take some time to look at their local charities and support them. Awesome. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be with us. Uh, this was was great having you. Yo, no, no, for real. I, I really want to talk to you guys offline about more sports stuff later. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely catch a MLS game and thank you so much for having me continue to do the good work and, uh, yeah, everybody adventures in collecting podcasts. Thank you so much for having me. Dave, send us home. Bye everyone. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. 
Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 